we should get into this because I want to talk about this crazy ass Jamie Foxx news. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're digging into that rumor bin for Spider-Man 3, Mike. Oh, it's deep. It's <laughs> wide. Some things smell kind of weird. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the lost and found back in uh, when you were in grade school. Yeah. And it's just like, how long has this been here? But uh, some stuff looks interesting. You're like, oh, I think this is Jeremy's jacket. This, I'm going to take it. This is that proverbial box of chocolates that Forrest Gump was telling us about. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get in here. Some, some are rumors. Some are trues. We're going to... We're going to pick and choose. I like the strawberry flavored ones, Mike. Miss <laughs> Marvel cast its Kamala Khan for the upcoming yeah. TV series. Woo. We are and we thought that was going to be later. the biggest news this week. And you're <laughs> wrong. Um, play as your favorite Marvel hero in Fortnite. I'm going to tell you who it is. I'm going to tell right. you who your favorite Marvel <laughs> hero is. You don't get to choose. And more. All right. And more. Man, this has been uh, a whirlwind week for just kind of uh, news in the United States. So, I mean, I'm sure you're, a lot of people's like Twitter fingers are tired from just trying to keep up with maybe some more of the more drastic, uh, some might say important news in the world. But I saw some crazy stuff in my timeline this week, and that's going to be some of our news segments this week. I was like, what? Wait, really? Is this a rumor? No, this mm-hmm. is real. No, people are tweeting it. Uh, the, the person has uh, put it on Instagram. It's just wild, man. So we're going to talk about some crazy stuff here, I think, like in the middle of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to sit on it too long, but then at the same time, I'm like, literally one bit of DC news, the rest is all Marvel. And and this is, <laughs> it's not like we're specifically choosing out. There's just nothing to put in here for those. Hey, this I week. mean, they, DC had their time to shine. They had their, yeah. their whole fan dome. Two fan domes. Yeah, if you will. So they've had their weekends and uh, now it's time for Disney to step up and see what they can do. Uh, One thing that we know they can do is fire a bunch of people and give their executives their uh, money back. So it's just a good reminder to remember that uh, big corporations do not care about you. So it it is up to us to extract as much value out of them as possible with giving them as little as they absolutely need. So, uh, you know, the leaks. (laughs) Yeah, so just like yeah, just leak the stuff, watch some fun stuff, you know, buy buy a sane normal amount of merchandise, and you know, don't dedicate your entire life to a company that just wants to sell you stuff. Which sounds very ironic coming from two people who have been recording a podcast uh, Mm -hmm. every single week for like what, like five years now. It seems Uh, we we are closing, we are starting our sixth year in January. Which ah man, I just realized it's, it's 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 October, and you know what today is. Uh, what is today, Chris? Ten four, good buddy. <laughs> ten four. I, I mean, I was only saying it because I thought maybe you were going to uh, reveal some sort of special holiday or date. But no. today, ten four <laughs> is my wedding anniversary. It actually. is. So Fi- this is a very special day that I am uh, obligated to never forget, or else I'll get in trouble. I believe six years ago. 
2014. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was just talking. I was just talking to my uh, to my dad on the phone a few hours ago about how like I'm I'm just always bad at remembering names and dates. I don't know if there's just like a smooth part of my brain that can't pick the can't pick those things up. So I always have to do all this backwards math of just like okay, everyone knows the year that they graduated high school because you went to pep rallies and you're forced to cheer your like graduating class year in some mm. sort of chant. So that's drilled into my lizard brain. So then I have to like add years onto that that graduation year to get like oh when did I what year did I go to college when did I graduate when did I meet my wife okay when did I move out to LA so I have to do all this math in my head so it take Chris all I'm trying to say is it takes me a little while to get to these it's, important it, dates and it's cool because after that we we did your wedding and then that January after is when we started the show because yeah. we were like we're just texting each other this news let's record it um, and here we are missing maybe a handful of days almost six years later so oh damn um <laughs> it's been a long day for me mike you know i've been at work all day i've uh, been working extra extra hours at work while we move into a new building so um i'm just fried to be completely honest it's been it's been one of those weekends um i was trying to think what i was doing i watched i, I was like looking at our corn stream here i'm like uh uh, I watched another Great British Bake Off this week. <laughs> of course. Uh, I watched uh, another episode of Avatar as I slowly worked my way through this. Did you know that there is no war in Ba Sing Se? I've, <laughs> I'm still in Ba Sing Se. I'm working my way way out of it. Well, I mean, it, it, that is ironic if you uh, if you stopped or uh, paused watching Avatar for a while once you got to that episode. Because, you know, you got confused. You got brainwashed. Well, it, there was this whole... There was like a, an episode in the middle. Um, it's like a... What do I? It's a it's a compilation of stories that kind of mm-hmm. splits it up a little bit, and I that's where I got. I'm like, I know this is a compilation episode, so it was hard for me to pick that up because I'm like, no, I want the meat. I don't want the the little three minute. You know, speak, speaking of uh, speaking of compilations episodes, the, this wasn't in my corn stream, but we finally finished. Um, uh, the Good Place because it took them forever yeah. but the last season is finally on Netflix my patience was rewarded because I thought I was going to have to pay for Peacock in yeah. order to watch the last season of The Good Place uh, so we finally we finally wrapped that up but there is kind of a compilation episode in the last season of The Good Place which seemed kind of stupid just because the normal seasons I believe were 10 episodes long and this final season is 13 but it's like just throw out that compilation episode we don't need to see uh, how these people got to where they are we We've been watching this. Mm-hmm. We've been watching the series, but uh, it just goes to you in twenty. And I guess technically that was twenty nineteen. You still can't escape a compilation episode. No, that that's whenever I do my rewatches of Seinfeld. There's like, here's the highlights of one hundred. Oh the, yeah. And then there's like <laughs> the last episode before the finale. Like here's our highlights from our whole show. And I'm like, I just watched. I just been watched all of you. I don't need to watch these. I was just there <laughs> five minutes ago. So yeah, I totally, totally understand that. Um, and then the other thing I've been doing this week is literally, Mike, you know this, there's only one thing men want, and that's the Xbox <laughs> Series X. So I've been sending you guys videos of like, hey, here's the here's the, the reviews as I slowly unveil stuff about it. So I've, I've, been, I've been really digging <laughs> I, into that. It's just kind of funny with these next-gen consoles. All they can really do right now is they can, you know, critique the design and the, and the look and feel of the console. And then beyond that, it's just testing boot times and load times for things like what what exists already out there in the in the in the world that we can test on these next gen consoles and it's just funny because really what they're putting to the test is the ssd like like it's just like getting a new computer and oh i have an ssd so this boots faster so no one's really gonna know the true performance of these things until like 
like these next gen cross platform games come out and they can compare them. But, so it's just a weird time in the next gen console life right now. But but it's also cool because I mean a lot of the when the last generation came out in 2013 there was not backwards compatibility right like you had to have two separate consoles to play two different things or the games you already own and then the new one only played the new stuff so I'm glad they're thinking about that so if you do upgrade you know and you only want to have one console it's like your main thing you don't have to be like oh what am I going to do with this like am I going to have to turn on the Xbox One or the Xbox Series X today um, which which has been nice but that's really all I've been looking at this week it's been, it's been one of those um, but you've got some an eclectic collection here. If you will. <laughs> um, let's start. Let's start with this. Start with your first one here. The- yeah. So uh, come on over to the Corn Stream. Uh, this is pandemic themed related and also uh, wedding anniversary related because as we kick off here is Father of the Bride Part Three ish as Netflix likes to call it. Chris, have you ever seen any of the Father of the Bride movies? Long time ago. Yes. Yes. Uh, these are '90s movies starring uh, Steve Martin, and it's just a fun little nice sweet kind of sometimes cheesy story about steve martin and his like love and connection to his daughter let me guess is he the father of the bride (laughs) yes in the in the first one his uh his his only daughter is like you know in her early 20s and she's getting married and he's trying to come to the terms with the fact that he's losing his daughter to a to another man and then in the sequel uh not only does his daughter get pregnant which seems to be par for the course but also his wife diane keaton gets pregnant Mm. as well and it's so strange watching them because steve martin has perpetually had white hair for almost as long as i can remember him so he's always kind of looked like he's been in his 50s and then uh diane keaton i think she was playing younger than what she was in the second movie because she looks like she's 50 i mean diane keaton looks great you know no shade on uh, diane keaton Mm -hmm. but she's supposed to be playing like somebody in her mid to late 40s in the in the second one so it's weird because it's it's not hard to imagine like a 40 year old possibly having a baby because you know well you know with modern medical science you, you know you can have babies into your older age but she visibly looks like she's 50 in the sequel in the second one so it's just like whoa this is weird watching like really old person have a baby but anyway, Father of Bride, Part 1 and 2, uh, we watched those uh, during our wedding anniversary weekend because we're just kind of looking for something fun, light, you know, relationship-oriented, romantic. So you uh-huh. can watch Father of the Bride, Part 1 and 2 if you want to get some of those vibes. But weirdly enough, very bizarre, this would never really pop up on our news for the podcast because, honestly, I can't even find any crossover Dang personally Keaton myself. Was uh was it Superman's mom? May- maybe. In Man of Steel? No, 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 I don't think so. I'm going to have to look this uh, up. You keep I don't, talking. I, no, I don't think that was Martha. Um, Which Martha? But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so Father of the Bride Part 3, uh, uh, quotes, ish, was announced by Netflix like two weeks ago, which was, it's supposed to be like a return to the Father of the Bride cinematic universe, which is kind of no. weird to say, where they brought back all of the actors to do a scripted 22-minute special for charity that was posted on Netflix's YouTube page, and they were all reprising their roles, but within a, you know, the like the pandemic special is doing within a Zoom call. So it was very odd seeing all of these characters come back within Zoom because it's just like so unlike cinematic movie characters to be put in little Zoom boxes. Kind of makes a little bit more sense with a television show, Mm -hmm. with televisions that have been doing those specials because, you know, television likes to play with formats a little bit like that. So 
it's really weird to see that, but you know, I, I love Steve Martin. I love, I love his entire career. So it was great kind of seeing him back doing some, uh, some scripted stuff on, uh, uh, for free on YouTube. Um, and I have a feeling this only only came together because if you don't remember, if you've never seen it before, the, the young son uh, of the father of the bride of Steve Martin is played by Kieran Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's, oh, yeah. I believe, younger brother, uh, he if is, I remember it. So he is in Scott Pilgrim versus yes. the world as, yeah, as his be- roommate. So there we go. Yeah. We can do and I believe, yeah. And I believe he's a couple years lo- younger than his, uh, maybe more well-known brother, but, uh, it seems like this only ever got made possibly because of him, because now he's cut, he's kind of riding this new wave of, cause he's a character in succession, which has been winning Emmys. So he's kind of riding this new kind of notoriety wave. And the, the narrative of this zoom call kind of follows him and his relationships. So my long winded way of saying is if you need to complete the father of the bride cinematic uh dceu if you will you got to go over to youtube and watch father of the bride part three ish you know it's kind of schmaltzy it's kind of fun there's a few guest uh star appearances of celebrities you know it's only 22 minutes so yeah if for some reason you needed to put a nice bow on that universe uh go check out father of the bride part three chris i will not but thank you for trying <laughs> and i was thinking diane yeah. lane not diane keaton i apologize uh, okay I knew it was a Diane something uh, who, who was an older actress, so my apologies. <laughs> well, so I'll sandwich this because I have three things in the in the corn stream this mm-hmm. week. So I'll sandwich this with something a little different, which is uh, if you're not familiar with uh, the New Yorker, I'm sure you're familiar with the with the New Yorker comic strips. They're kind of usually the single panel panel comics, reminiscent, I would say, a little bit of Far Side. Usually they're a little bit more sophisticated. And if you're unaware, sometimes they do caption contests where anybody can go in, look at a kind of a blank single panel uh, New Yorker comic, and you can write your own caption. Um, I don't really know what you get if you win. I don't really know what the rules are for submitting, but uh, all I know is there precedent for people writing their own captions. So I found out uh, just today that on the New Yorker's YouTube page that every once in a while they'll occasionally bring in a celebrity and set them down in front of these large printed New Yorker comics and just ask them to write their own captions. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, pretty funny. I watched uh, three of them today. One of them uh, was Adam Scott. Uh, who we all know is uh, Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. So it was kind of fun watching him work through a more of an analytical brain, trying to come up with captions in front of the camera for these comics. And then, of course, the next related video uh, was Nick Offerman, known as Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, also came in and did it. And he was more of kind of a... um, he was more of like a straight to the point, just whatever's the funniest thing in my head, whether it's related to the comic or not, he would write it down in there. Uh, but the best one, the funniest one, which will segue into uh, possibly my third thing here was, um, oh God, why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? Bill Hader. Bill Hader did one and it was really funny because he has a very odd sense of humor and he was really uh, encapsulating it on this New Yorker caption contest. So I saw that these videos were upla- uploaded in 2018. So I don't know if they did these for a longer stretch of time or maybe I watched the only like three or four that existed. I think there's one with Nick Kroll, but I haven't watched that one yet. So if you, if you need some fun, like short little videos that'll make you laugh, uh, head on over to the New well, Yorker's YouTube page. Well, what's cool is Bill Hader ties into your next topic because he's frequently a writer for this show. Yes, frequently a writer on something that just dropped earlier this week, which seems like a million years ago in pandemic time and and pandemic news, which was the South Park pandemic special. 
it's a it's a two episode kind of joined into one. It's like a forty three minute special that I watched on HBO Max. So I'm assuming you were able to watch it airing I, on Comedy Central if you have cable. Yeah, I've not watched this yet. Not because I don't want to. I just haven't got the time to. But yes. Yes, I I, I won't I won't do any major spoilers or anything. It's but South kind of Park. Cons- I don't know what you can but, spoil. But. <laughs> but the conceit of the episode is similar to some of the other episodes in last season, where Randy Marsh is making uh, specials around his uh, weed that he makes at his weed farm. So Tegrity. I think in some of the earlier episodes, he's done like he I think he did like a Halloween special or a Christmas special with his weed. So in this pandemic special, he's making a pandemic special strain of weed, and he's constantly worried uh, whether or not people are in enjoying the pandemic special and knowing that this is called the pandemic special there's like that kind of that double irony there uh but this one usually i like all south park stuff uh but usually when it doesn't go super well it's usually because the ideas were funnier on paper and then in execution and didn't go over super well and unfortunately that's kind of how i felt about this episode it was still fun there was still uh, there were still funny moments and i look up to trey parker and matt stone as idols they can do no wrong to me so I'm definitely recommending the the pandemic, uh, special to anybody out there who's a fan of South Park. But I thought maybe they could have gone a little bit different with it. But there's a nice kind of little heartwarming moment in it towards the end, which usually South Park does not do that often. So I thought that was unique enough there to uh, uh, recommend people check it out. But yeah, that's my corn stream this week. You can watch the Father of the Bride characters uh, tackle Zoom during a pandemic, and you can watch the characters of South Park tackle the pandemic. And then uh, if you need a little little jab of fun, you can head on over to the New Yorker YouTube page. But that's my corn stream, Chris. Well, I wanted to give an update on your corn stream from last week. You... Ooh. Um, gave us our one and only chance at putting a TikTok in our videos, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, the um, the guy Nathan Apodaca, I believe his name is. Um, oh God, do you know his real name? I just know yeah. him as Dogface. Uh, the only reason <laughs> I know this is uh, he boosted the sales of Fleetwood Mac song "Dreams" by three hundred seventy four percent. Oh, I that. heard about. So not just the cranberry juice was selling out. He's selling singles for bands that haven't put new songs out in a long time. Yeah, so. I mean, good for him. I mean, I'm sure he's got a lot more followers on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, so I don't really know yeah. how to check into that data. But I do see that he's also on Instagram, and he's up to like over 800,000 followers. So he's almost to a million followers on Instagram. And I mean, if you have a million followers on Instagram, that can just be your job. That can just be your career. You can pay the rent with a million followers. So good for him. Just a dude out there chilling on a skateboard, drinking ocean spray. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it, it's wild to think, you know, all it takes is a, a, a movie trailer or some viral trend to kick off a, a an old song you didn't think you'd, you'd hear for a while back. <laughs> you never, you never know what it's going to be, man. You just never know. You don't, you really don't. Empire Strikes Back is like t- top five of the movies in the theaters right now, of like all both theaters that are open in the in the United States. <laughs> yeah, and what well, theaters may or may not be left. Well, well, that's at the bottom of our news, so we'll talk about that <laughs> at the end of the show. But I'm going to jump into what I do all the time. You can find me this this season playing Fortnite. And why am I playing Fortnite so much this season, Mike? Because uh, uh, shink shink, that's my uh, sound effect. Because cue. it's Marvel theme. There's Marvel all over this. You load it up, you're seeing Thor, Iron Man, Mystique, She-Hulk, Doctor Doom, 
Silver Surfer, and this week, week six, they unlocked finally your favorite character to play in Fortnite, Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine's so cool. And uh, as you unlock him, you can unlock his. Re- you get him in his regular yellow and and blue jumpsuit, right? They're black, mm-hmm. blue. Right? Then you unlock his brown one as you play for free. Awesome. You complete quests. You can also get um, his claws as harvesting tools if you kill. Um, or if you if you emote as him after completing some other tasks. So you actually, he will put his hands together, go snicked. You'll see it pop up in, in words like a comic book bubble would. <laughs> and you can just start slapping on trees and rocks to get those materials with his claws. And, and it's the little things like that that, that make it make it so Chris cool. Chris is just the Marvel completionist, man. Yeah. Like any any Marvel video game that graces his presence, if he doesn't 100% it, he just can't. He's can't. not going to go to his grave on re- <laughs> restless. Well, I mean, I, I will tell you, those Lego Marvel games about beat me to death on those. So, yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> but it's fun because, again, it's, it's cool to see, you know, we were playing this weekend. I was telling Mike, we got the rare five wins in a row, but we're all playing as like we got a Doctor Doom and a Mystique and a and a Storm and, and a Wolverine all going to town, and like you know they're all using guns, of course, but at the same time you're like that's pretty cool. Like <laughs> if you want to play a, a video game, I know you're not as solid on the other Marvel game that's out right now as I am, but like just seeing those characters in an art style that we've talked about just going in is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week, I believe it was last weekend, uh, maybe two weeks ago, they put Blade in the shop as a, as a purchasable character. So uh, your favorite uh, Daywalker, uh, is, he's in there. I, so I put some wings on him. He looked like he looked like Falcon. He was pretty, yeah. was pretty fun. This almost seems like a longer-term strategy for Marvel, whereas like uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe really took off because everybody knew who these characters were thanks to things like comic books and cartoon shows. That's how they got the hooks in the people. So once they made the premium like cinematic universe uh, idea, people were ready to lay down. But I bet a lot of people, a lot of kids growing up now probably aren't reading as many comic books, you know, because they want to see things move. Mm-hmm. They want digital stuff. So Marvel's like, yeah, we need our characters in front of young eyeballs so they keep going to our yeah. movies. So I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, in you know, 10, 15 years when kids who are playing Fortnite start making their own podcast when they're like old, <laughs> when they're old people like us and they're saying like, oh yeah, uh, my first entry to the Marvel Cinematic Universe was Fortnite when yeah. I was playing as Wolverine. So it's just wild. It, it is wild to think. And they also had that crossover with in-game or not in-game. Yeah, in-game, I think um, last year uh, with that, which was a really big hit. It might've been Infinity War. It might've been I think it was Infinity ago. War with Thanos. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they did a one with Endgame exactly. I think it said Endgame in it, but it was before the the, the movie came out and it had nothing to do with actual Endgame. So, but that was pretty cool. So Marvel's really cool with lending their IPs over to these video games and being like, yeah, have some fun with it. Um, so that's been that's been enjoyable to play. Again, Battle Pass uh, to get these characters, you have to. It's like what I think maybe eight dollars now or something like that to jump in and. It's, it's pretty easy. They give you a bunch of ways to earn experience and unlock these, so it's pretty fun. So if you're looking to do that, do that. Uh, Marvel's 616. Uh, if, do you know what we know? So this this is coming from um, a Disney Plus show. Do you know where the title 616 comes from, Mike? Uh, that's the name of the mainline Marvel Universe. It is yep, the number of the universe. Uh, so they've just determined that the, the universe designated 616 is the one where all the main stuff happens. 1610 mm-hmm. is the ultimate universe. So on and so forth. So they've got this show called Marvel 616, and you're like, oh, is this going to be about the characters in the show? No. 
Um, this series uh, of eight episodes debuting all at once on November 20th, Mike, Binge Model, um, gave us our first trailer, and it shows that they're going to really look into how these characters have, I guess, um, affected or um, have entrenched culture as a whole, uh, including, you know, um, like, you know, again, the first episode is Japanese Spider-Man. So they... J- Japan had a Spider-Man live-action show in, like, the 70s and 80s. So, like, how these characters have grown beyond comic book characters into the real world, if you will. Yeah, I feel like I would describe this almost as, like, an eight-part docu-series where mm. each part is focusing on, like, a different slice of the Marvel fandom. Because as I'm looking through the different episodes here, like, I know that there's one about cosplay because they kind of showed that off in the mm. trailer a little bit. Uh, it looks like one here is called Unboxed, so I'm sure that's all about, like, merch collectibles, and collectibles yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, amazing uh, artisans. Hopefully, the, I, I think that is diving into the comic book uh, artists because I think some of them popped up into the yeah, trailer. Prob- maybe right. fan art even, um, like, mm-hmm. you know, draw, like, yeah, drawing that stuff. The Marvel method is the way of writing the books. Uh, it, that's what they always call that stuff like that, which is which is cool. But I also the names attached to these. Um, there it looks like there's two community alum um, directing these episodes and hosting. Yeah, them. Gill- Gillian Jacobs on episode two, and then Allison Brie on the last episode, Marvel Spotlight. Yeah, and she was, uh, I believe, Allison Brie was rumored for She-Hulk before. Uh, yeah, that was pretty strongly rumored for a long time. Yeah, so it's cool that they still, you know, they're able to come in and, and direct these. And uh, comedian Paul Shear is doing Lost and Found, which. Um, I don't know what that one's about, but I'm excited to, to watch these little yeah, docuseries. It does seem kind of weird because it seems like this was really supposed to be coming out during uh, when these Marvel kind of MCU TV shows were supposed to be airing. Like, w- w- there's an alternate reality right now where Black Widow has already been out. With these uh, streaming series have already started to air. You know, we we're just on the we're on the heels of Eternals right now. I feel like this was really supposed to come out and supplement a lot of the fandom. And it's weird that it's kind of coming out all on its own right mm-hmm. now. You know, there's nothing really surrounding it, so it's just it, kind of like this is all you get. You know, you, it, you're kind of hoping that it would be more, but no, you got to wait a little bit longer until you get uh, something that attaches to the MCU. Well, also, we talked about WandaVision being November 27th rumored, right? Mm-hmm. So if this is the 20th and they're all at once, well, they're not going to space them out because they don't want to cannibalize the Marvel audience. Possibly. So, so I mean, not that that would ever happen on a streaming service. Um, you know, you're not vying for time slots, if you will. But, you know, that's weird. They, Mar- Disney Plus has not historically dropped everything at once for a show. They usually space them out. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings me to my next thing here. Did you know that Group Watch is available for all U.S. subscribers on Disney Plus? I only knew that because I watched an episode of The Simpsons today, and when I went there, they gave me that little Group Watch icon. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I knew. So that means you can invite people. You have to do it like on a mobile device or desk or computer. You can invite people, but you can watch it on like your other streaming services, which is pretty cool. So we can mm-hmm. queue up and watch shows or, or movies together or with your friends or family and do it that way. Um, now, the cool thing would be if they teamed up with Postmates or something so you could get movie snacks delivered before you <laughs> jump into all this. But that's, that's something else. Um, but but one of the episodes, Higher, Further, Faster, is a reference to Captain Marvel, which I'm going to jump into my next topic. Miss Marvel, um, the upcoming Disney Plus TV show, has cast uh, the character Kamala Khan with actress Iman Vellani, um, who has no previous work to date that I know of. <laughs> but it looks like she's uh, from Canada and, and wants to, you know wanted to go into filmmaking is known for her as like a youthful 
yeah, film, I, film person. There. I felt I felt much better about myself because when I saw this news, I was like, "Wait, who is this? I feel like I should know." Usually, I'm on the pulse here. I would mm. know these people. Uh, so I was like, "Oh, maybe they're in like a in like a weird like kind of like high school targeted show that you know stuff that's usually over on like Freeform or something like that that I've never seen before." But when I looked up that she had like no credits, I was like, "Oh, this is great because that's usually a well I go to when we're on the show, kind of talking about casting, where it's just like I feel like if it's a if sometimes depending on the character, sometimes you want a fresh face, somebody that hasn't been attached to anything that can really, uh, really dive into the role." And I love that they cast relatively young Mm -hmm. this looks like it could possibly be the youngest mcu hero that we've seen i was really trying to think who the youngest one was i mean peter seems to be the obvious uh route to go to i think he's the youngest hero right the high school superhero i don't think we've had any other powered heroes or villains that have been younger than that unless like i just can't think of it i mean uh, no i mean unless you count the the kid from iron man 3 but i don't really think he counts Uh, yeah, I don't think he can. Yeah, I mean that—that's really the only place I could go with that is like uh, the kid, the Iron Man three. But that's yes. It. So I love that basically they're kind of putting like a stake in the sand saying we are going to go younger with this story. I think that's going to be pretty cool. And since it's going to be this big budget like television show, they're not going to be cutting any corners just because, you know, I'm not worried about them like kind of targeting like a younger audience. Mm -hmm. Like, no, she just happens to be a younger superhero. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, You know, kids play outside of their age all the time. So I. maybe freshman in high school possibly uh that could she, be she where they're, looks where they're super it. young if you look at her yeah. she looks way younger than 18 or 19 yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if like she literally was in like middle schooler or just became a teenager but i could kind of see her playing high school and that's kind of usually where superhero stories go mm-hmm. usually the hero kind of starts off awkward in high school and gets the powers so yeah this is pretty cool casting i don't have much else to go off of because they haven't yeah. been in anything but it's this is kind of cool this is a crazy way to start your career right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> being, being in a, a marvel thing again again i think you know we we have varying opinions on the marvel game that came out but we both agreed Kamala Khan was an awesome person in that thing. She had a great story and this is a great way to bring her into the MCU at large. I think, you know, just, yeah. just roll with it. And if so. you, and if you hadn't, and if you haven't, if you, and if you haven't played the game or if you haven't seen any of the trailers, uh, this version of Kamala Khan is going to be much younger than the Kamala Khan yeah. in the video games. Like the video game Kamala Khan is what like maybe 17 possibly 18 i would say it's more 15 or 16 she doesn't drive yet um in that well one. she's from new york she yeah. might not even own a car yeah but <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean yeah this i mean i assume the, this one will probably be 14 or so that's usually where they put them in the uh the other thing so for that but moving on to the other disney plus show since we're talking about those hawkeye has some rumors here um, the first one is Madame Mask is rumored to be a villain for the series. Um, not necessarily the main one, but a recurring one. Are you familiar with Madame Mask by chance? I, when I saw the news break, I, I was like, why does this sound familiar? And I was like, I feel like I've Googled this before. <laughs> yeah. And then once I once I kind of realized, like, oh, this is like connected to the Agent Carter. This is why I've Googled it before. Yeah, so Madame Mask is, goes by the name Whitney Frost. Whitney Frost was a character in the Agent Carter series. Now she didn't really play the comic book accurate Madame Mask. She played like someone who like had the ability to absorb things into her kind of thing in that that show due to mm-hmm. the um, some sort of experiments that were going on. But this one is described more as a espionage and hand hand combat kind of person, a la like a a, a masked version of, of Black Widow, if you will. 
um, mm-hmm. without any kind of superpowers. So she's more of a, an espionage kind of, like I said, a spy role. Yeah, that that makes sense. And I would expect to kind of see villains or adversaries like that for Hawkeye. I mean, we all know he's human. Yeah. He's really good with a bow, but at the end of the day, he's human. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the adversaries he needs to go up against. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, you know, there's another character called uh, Echo, who was a, known to be a deaf superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel Comics Universe and said making her debut here. But um, also, I always forget this, that Hawkeye was Ronin between the, uh, the events of Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. And Echo was, was Ronin for a while when, when Hawkeye was missing uh, in, in some of the series there in the mid-2000s. So no. um, I think they're going to tie into, like, what did Clint do while he was, you know, without family? And mm-hmm. and what is that going to come back and haunt him uh, post-resnapping, if you will? Yeah, I yeah I, I have a feeling we're going to get at least one or two flashback scenes of his, uh, of his uh, you know, angsty, angsty chop-chop time with his sword. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, He's better. He's good with a bow and arrow, but he's also good with a sword. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, another um, TV version uh, character, a mockingbird, is said to be reintroduced to the MCU at large as well. Recast, not the same Adrian Palicki, but a different actress to be mockingbird in the show, um, mm-hmm. who is known for working with Shield and being, you know, a, a, a collaborator with Hawkeye several times mm-hmm. they might have been married at some point he might have been married to mockingbird at some point in the comic books but man i mean a, 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 as we keep talking about a lot of these uh, disney plus shows i mean maybe maybe the loki show won't really go this direction but it seems like shield seems to be like a vein that's kind of flowing through a lot of these you know hawkeye is probably going to have like shield uh, people connected to it for sure if we're talking about mockingbird and some of these like yeah. kind of like ground level characters uh we watched the wandavision trailer we saw some some sword. sort of uh, it looks like sword stuff yeah yeah it was it was some sort of a you know mil- militarized uh, armed up group monitoring the situation that was going on with her uh, a falcon in the Winter Soldier, obviously. So this seems like a fun way to kind of flesh out Shield, maybe in a more serious way that maybe Agents of Shield wasn't really able to do because yeah. they were really restricted on budget. Well, again, what happens when the world came back is Shield kind of at large. We saw again Nick Fury and Murray Hill still operating pretty pretty heavily in Spider Man, right? Like mm. cross countries, international stuff. So you know, this is an opportunity for for Shield to come back, and Hawkeye was introduced as an agent of shield in the thor movie if you remember mm-hmm. so he's got some got some shield uh, shield energy there but um you know hawkeye is only he, he started off as a big actor and then kind of you know it looks like he's going to his own show here as he fades into the sunset but i'm looking forward to the next set of big actors we're going to introduce to and one of those is is i i mean it's going to be the eternals i think the eternals is going to introduce a lot of characters, how many how many House Stark members do they have in that movie? At least two, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean they got a whole crew over there for the Eternals, so uh, I don't want to say there's a lot riding on it because honestly, I don't think the MCU needs to be propped up by characters such uh-huh. as the Eternals. But if it turns out really well for them, they could have a lot to pull. From You've here. got Kamel Nanjiani, so buff, Mike. He's so buff know, in right? this movie. He's but, still buff. The dude is still buff. Like they, they've already filmed this movie, and like he's still posting on Instagram his like one cheat meal a week, which is like eight cakes. Like one time a week, he sits down, and eats like eight cakes, and then he goes back to eating like sugar snap peas. And he's still buff as hell. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, what I mean by that is like there may be. What if this MC's not propped up by these characters, but maybe they introduce themselves in other movies, kind of like mm-hmm. one person per movie for like a, a year or mm-hmm. five years or whatever. But 
Anyway, what we don't know much about is the villain of the movie. And we have the first design of a toy, of course, of, <laughs> of the main villain, Crow. Uh, Crow is a deviant, and we've talked about deviants a little bit versus Eternals. Like, deviants are like the bad versions, like, who are hideous and ugly looking. And that's where that chin from Thanos comes from, is the deviant gene uh, within mm-hmm. within these aliens. So, our first look at Crow here is, he looks kind of um, buggy and spacey and, you know, tentacly, if you will, here in this toy form. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... I don't really have a whole lot to uh, go off of here because this is kind of like – it looks like an artistic rendering of a toy. This is the back of a toy, yeah. Yeah, because I can like see the seams of like where the joints would be on the toy and obviously you have the weird dip in the hips. But also it almost kind of seems like a concept art too because it's not a photograph of a toy, right? It almost looks like somebody's like painting of a plastic figure. it, it It is a toy but the smoke effects are added in. So yeah, this so is I, the, the the back of the box. So this this is actually the photo of of the toy. Yeah. So I guess well, I just I like what's the what's the threat? Do you, I guess do you have to look out for the dude's tentacles? Yeah. Does he have some other like uh, other abilities? Looks like he's, he's got like four well, eyeballs. If it's a if it's a if a male, so, I don't know. <laughs> so so it, and and nobody knows because they, it, Kevin Feige has said this version of the deviants are unlike any we've ever seen ever in, in the comic books. And I'm going to show you what the original crow looks like here. He's just a regular elf looking dude in a pink suit. Yeah. Um, he's just a dude. Yeah. Kind of when I saw this character, it's hard for me to imagine like this. Cause usually Marvel characters, uh, even when they're, even when the villain, the Marvel villains are bad, they at least have conversations and communicate with other people. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine this dude like sitting down and like chatting with anybody. So I, I have a feeling there's some sort of morph happening here. There's some sort of transformation, and this is not the crow that's going to be in the entire movie. You know? Yeah, I, I think this might be the maybe his uh, quote unquote his final form. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, he says that he is um, he's a harbinger for a, a global threat. I think he's going to try to alert the um, celestials about the Eternals meddlings on Earth and bring them there. For yeah, it. I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, if the word Harbinger pops up any time, there's automatically red flags starting to go off because, <laughs> like, I feel like every other, like, cosmic storyline has to do with, like, a Harbinger or something. Either it's Galactus or Silver Surfer is the Harbinger or somebody else becomes a Harbinger. Yeah. So it's just – it's usually a word that usually coincides with Galactus. So I yeah. – they A large space villain of some kind. Yeah. They have not hinted to really anything Galactus related yet, and I'm really curious how they would even do that narratively on the big screen to begin with. But yeah, when I see the word yeah. Harbinger, Chris, so I got I, my little my little spider sense starts to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it celestial since they have a large part in creating the deviants and creating mm-hmm. the the the, the um, Eternals, and um, they, they've teased them in all the artwork so far, right? Like they've been on mm-hmm. everything, so. Uh, I, I think that's going to be the threat. The Eternals are there, and Crow's going to bring them. But Crow, they yeah. definitely have updated his look from the Pink Devil looking dude. So yeah, go, Chris, you know, you, you know, I love it when leaks come from the back of toys and like merchandise. Do I? I, I, I contemplated not putting this in here, but I'm like, Mike <laughs> needs this. He needs to see these toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. We're gonna jump gears a little bit back to video games. Spider Man, the PS4 game, right? Chef's Kiss, Mike. If if I was to quote oh, you, on, great on a video game. game Great game. Chef's Kiss. So it's getting a remastered version for the PlayStation 5. Okay. Um, Everything you're saying so far it, sounds great, Chris. It comes with, <laughs> when you get the, the Miles Morales game, this comes with it for free. You can't you can't actually buy it anywhere else. 
uh, for the PS5. That's um, a little thing. But uh, PlayStation has in, has told some of the updates they're going to get. One of the biggest buzzwords of the next console generation, Mike, is ray tracing. Ray uh, tracing. And we've talked about this a little bit, that they are tracing literally the rays of light from the light source in the video game to the item and then to a reflection, right? So what you're going to get is some updated reflections that were unlike any other you've seen. Um, people have said that essentially in ray tracing, this game is running the PlayStation 5 version on the left, and in the reflection is essentially the PS4 version. Um, and not to knock it, the PlayStation 4 version is beautiful. It handles superbly, looks great, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other thing is um, you know, that they're also going to be doing a new Peter Parker model, which has yes. caused a <laughs> lot of... Um, this is this is it right Interesting here. Interesting conversations online. Yeah, many many subtweets. Uh, I've seen people all over the map. You sent it to me, and I was just in utter confusion. I just <laughs> did not understand this decision. You kind of have a little bit of a conspiracy theory, which might hint to why they did this. Mm-hmm. But if it's not true, then it's a, I think it's an so, asinine decision, and that's just me. So my thing is, this new model um, is looks exactly like. Tom Holland. I mean, if you want your your Spider-Man in the game to match up with how he looks in your movies, that this is the one you use, right? Like he looks younger. He doesn't. I mean, it just doesn't work as well. I I don't think so. Um, I believe Sony has come out due to all the the the. I guess the I want to say the the lashings are receiving online um, is that you know the the void the face actor. Um, who they chose for this one matches up more closely with the voice actor. And I'm like, then why wouldn't you just use the voice actor? Right? Like what you're doing like a two round kind of thing. But, yeah. I mean like, <laughs> but he looks younger than all the other characters now. Like if you put him next to miles, he looks younger than miles, which makes no sense in yeah, this game I just, world. I just have like so many things to say about this because first of all, to me, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if they changed the face model between like the first game and the second game. There hasn't mm-hmm. been a sequel announced yet. I know Miles Morales is kind of like a 1.5, and who knows, Peter Parker could yeah. possibly pop up in the Miles Morales video game. We're not really 100% sure. But if they would have changed the face model in like the second game, okay, that would have been fine. Yes. They kind of did a similar thing with... Um, with Ellie in The Last of Us. You know, obviously she's been aged up a little bit, but they've made some tweaks to the face that I don't think are totally attributed to the character aging at all. So I'm okay with a character model possibly chasing like that moving forward. But yeah, they really made him just look like a totally different person. So I almost feels like the head was swapped. Yeah. You know, they're like, no, it, so it almost feels like an actor being recast in a movie, right? Which seems like a bizarre thing to do when well, you're in a video game and you're digitally creating it, your actors. It wasn't even re- a recast would be the next one they redid the whole this is what Zack Snyder is doing on Army of the Dead <laughs> with um, what Chris Delia like they were yeah. they're digitally replacing him in the whole game that you've already gone through so you're playing the same thing with every other vo- every other character model looking the exact same except Spider-Man now looking younger and more like Tom Holland the yeah, whole time. And I, I think the thing that bugs me the most around the discourse is people not really knowing how to properly say how they feel. Mm-hmm. So people that really like the redesign 
they like it because they felt the old character model looked weird. And I would agree, depending on whatever whatever console you're playing on, whether it was like a vanilla version of a console or if it was like maybe one of the pro consoles or, or whatever, or if you were able to crank it, crank up your graphical settings and whatever you were playing, you know, the the hair did kind of look a little Lego blocky. Yeah. You know, and maybe, maybe the face looked a little jagged or something like that. So, but the thing is, those things would improve in the next generation of console. They could get the hair looking better and stuff like that but some people just outright said the character model of peter parker just looked ugly like they looked like an ugly person and first i want to say like i don't think that's true i think it's just like a not a normal baby face that you're used to seeing Mm. and people seem to really like the character model face because people said oh it kind of looks like the average of if you took the last three spider-man characters and kind of blended them together like to me it didn't really make like a frankenstein looking face i kind of liked it but the biggest problem here is I have played with that version of Peter Parker now for hours and hours and hours now. I have emotionally connected to his narrative and his story, and now you're just totally changing out the features. I mean, human beings are so programmed into faces and emotion and connection, and the fact that you just changed it, it's just like, why? What is the motivation besides you just kind of want to synergize with Tom Holland's face, you know? Right. And, and, and again, I would agree if it was the second game, fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a it's new take, time has passed, whatever, you can get anything. But to do the same game but not change anything else is wild. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people like, and there, there is a, a side to this, like, hey... I play the game for Spider-Man. You don't see him without his mask on for most of the game you're playing. I get it, but this story is really good in this game. Yeah, and, and the and voice like, actor <laughs> and, and, the, and the, the the character sells it in that because he's not. Spider-Man was never meant to be the pretty boy Hollywood type, right? He is just a normal nerdy guy who got yeah, bit by a spider. He, he's supposed to be a nerd. And also, if you do really think that the old character model was ugly, like, I I kind of want to go a little social justice warrior on you and go, like, maybe ugly people should be allowed yeah. in video games. No, you're ugly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we like we've been going through like this whole like we've been going through this whole change in upheaval where you know like oh female character in a video game shouldn't just be somebody in a metal bikini like yeah. maybe we should let uglier character models into a video game. I personally did not think that Peter Parker was ugly. It's just yeah. it's just such a weird like it's such a weird motivation. Do you want to tell the people, Chris, what you think your conspiracy theory is of why they changed this model? Uh, I'm gonna have to go back a little bit and then read because I've 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 gone through many things in my head. Um, oh well, I'll tell you what it was because you you sent it into our group chat. You you said that possibly this could be the character model for oh, Spider-Man in the right. Marvel Avengers game. Yeah, so we notoriously have heard in the Spider-Man game the Avengers went to the West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. That's why the tower is there. We know Spider-Man is coming into the Avengers game. We don't know what he looks like and who he is. But if they wanted to be like, you know, look, this is PlayStation only. We are coming out with more Spider-Man stuff. We want to synergize off of it. This is now, this is the the character we use for that game. And we know we're going to be making this in Spider-Man 2 with this already. So let's go ahead and ease them into it with this free remaster. 
and boy has this backfired. So um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I <laughs> I still don't. I still don't like that idea. But at least it's motivated by something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason to it. I just do not understand the reason of just like let's make him look like five years younger and like Tom Holland. Yeah. He's supposed he's a grown ass adult man living in New York City, dealing with love life problems, like saving people. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 an old enough hero to where he's being a mentor to miles morales yeah. and like now he just looks like a baby <laughs> yeah it, they really they really took a step back and i will tell you there's one one last thing on this before I, I i go to the next point in this is there are people who are like threatening the developers that's too far like oh, you don't no. need to threaten the developers over a game changing like a game yeah person like, that it. is the stupidest thing and i hate it when that happens because that undermines the 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 rightful criticism of the choice yeah because i actually saw the tweet of like who's ever in charge of the spider-man game saying like oh wow i guess i'm getting death threats now for changing the character model of a video game like okay maybe you nerds are like they didn't say that but the tone was just like you you nerds have gone too far you're a little bit too worried about your comic book character is what it felt like but it's just like no i have valid criticisms i'm not the one that gave you a death threat though that should not be happening at all but it's just like we can like it without personally attacking people yeah yeah i mean that's my entire ethos of like the last two star wars movies it's like i cannot like them but then also not threaten to kill any of the actors Mm -hmm. and like be adults people yeah really like you know obviously there are um business decisions behind everything that we don't know uh and these are business decisions and at the end of the day does it affect us playing more spider-man mike no no, no. And we're gonna play the next. We're gonna play the next yeah, couple Spider-Man because so. they're so much fun. Yeah. But speaking right. of business decisions, Chris. Yes. Um. Well, <laughs> I was gonna tell you, you get three new suits in this remastered version. Mm-hmm. One of them is the Amazing Spider-Man suit, Mike. The first one with the gold eyes, and he's got the shoes and stuff he made with with um Tom, not Tom Holland, not Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. There it is. Um, which is really cool because if you've ever zoomed in on these suits, they're meticulously crafted in this game oh yeah the the suits the suit andrew garfield suits in those two movies always looked super cool like whether or not you enjoy or hate a spider-man movie the suits mm-hmm. have always looked really badass yeah and, and the effects in the spider-man movies always been top-notch right that, mm-hmm. that's just it so this is amazing spider-man 2 suit one of the three being um people were really wanting it but they were like okay well here it is in the remastered version you get it great well Guess what else is coming back from the Amazing Spider-Man series, Mike? <laughs> Jamie Foxx. So we're switching gears here. Spider-Man 3 in the MCU. They have recast Jamie Foxx as Electro in the upcoming Spider-Man 3 movie. Oh my gosh, this is wild. This is so this is so weird, Chris. This I is, mean, this is the meat of our show here. And we I know we're 50 <laughs> something minutes into it, but I'm going to tell you right now, first and foremost, Despite the groans of you know three hundred thousand nerds uh, when this was announced, he Jamie Fox has gone himself out and said, "I will not be the blue Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's just so weird. Like I want to say it's unprecedented, but we have J.K. Simmons coming back yes. as J. Jonah Jameson. But I feel like you get one of those, right? You know, you don't get to go back to the well of the Spider-Man well because, like, J. Jonah Jameson, he's almost like he's like the exception, not the rule, right? He was such a good mm-hmm. uh, interpretation of that character. It seems bizarre to go a different direction. So if you can get him back, you know, and he's a side character, right? Yeah. He's he's never really a, an integral part of the narrative. 
So he can just kind of come back and we can suspend the disbelief. We don't have to worry about multiverses and all these other excuses why somebody could be back as the same character. It's fine, you know. J.K. Simmons can come back and we'll love it. But Jamie Foxx, I mean, he is a very accomplished actor. I would never doubt his acting ability. Man, him as... Um, him in uh in Django Unchained uh is great uh he 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 was great as a uh, Ray he's he's won all these awards so I'm not doubting his acting ability but the choices that were made for Electro in that Mark Webb Spider-Man movie it's just like what about that performance made you want to particularly bring him back it makes me think that maybe that was motivated by somebody else within the production and, and they well, told him i i just it's just so we, weird right again, for him to come back as the same character again so uh, uh, spider-man amazing spider-man one was okay okay i i get it it's a spider-man story again we get an origin of spider-man thank god we haven't got one since um and, and the lizard was cool and it was, it was the first thing but you know amazing spider-man 2 was trying to be the entire MCU for a Spider-Man movie, right? Like we're setting up all these other things. Here's the Green Goblin, and here's Electro, you know, and and really push the ultimate version of Electro as like in this. But like, it failed. It failed horribly. Um, it fell Ooh. flat on its face. And I knew it within ten minutes of walking in that movie. I'm like, this is not gonna work. <laughs> um, again, I don't think it's any of the actors' fault. We get, you know, I mean, um, I always want to say it's Andrew Garfield, Emma Ooh. Stone. Um, Jamie Foxx, um, the the guy from um, Valerian. <laughs> um, what is, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> who played Harry. I think they're all great actors, right? Like they just were given a um, a buffet to, to to feed upon and 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 deliver to everyone, but it just did not work. Um, what is cool about this is this this tweet that we have linked in our thing or this Instagram post from Jamie Foxx has been deleted. Just to let you know this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's screen. This is a screenshot from it, confirmed by tons of websites. So what is interesting about this is that he can come back as Max Dillon, right? The in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe of the same character, but because things have played out differently, maybe he's not there. He doesn't become Electro the same way, or become that weird version of like the the loser janitor, if you will, kind of version yeah. that we got. Uh- it's weird. I almost feel like there's some sort of contractual obligation, right? You know, this is what happens with a lot of actors. They they sign on to these multi-picture deals at certain studios because they, they want to be in the Jamie Foxx business. It makes me think that like, oh man, you know, we, we still have you on this contract. We obviously want to give you more money to be in stuff. Hey, we got another Spider-Man movie coming up. I didn't, I know it didn't go super well the first time around, but you know what? Yeah, go ahead and come back. You know, we well the 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 contract can be expedited. All the all the lawyers already know each other. This will go really really well. Just sign on the dotted line, and you can be Electro again. I have no doubt that they'll redo the origin because I don't think they want to mess themselves yeah. up, connect themselves to a random like two movie universe of, of well, Spider Man. But it, the, it, the exactly exactly what you're saying, Mike. Go ahead. Sorry, but the, but the. But the picture he shared was a little strange because I like like I always say like actors never know anything about the project that they're in, right? Like mm-hmm. they basically read the script when they get it, they work on their lines, connect to their character, and they move on to the next project. So I I doubt Jamie Foxx knows a whole lot about the difference between Spider-Verse, the animated movies, and the MCU. Oh. But the picture that he shared and was deleted seems to hint at a Jamie Foxx possibly being in a Spider-Verse so, movie, right? So here's what I'm going to tell you. I I disagree. I think Jamie Foxx is very 
in tune with the superhero community. He just had that Netflix movie that kind of and right about the superpowers. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's also there's also a movie coming out. Um, I don't know if it's him or not, or if it was one of his production companies. It's like only um, um, black people in the world have superpowers um, as well. So like, he, I think he's very in tune with this culture, right? He he's down to it. So I don't think he doesn't know what he's saying. And he deleted it. Here's the thing. <laughs> there is no confirmation or denial of a multiverse yet at this point in this film, right? Because it is supposed to come out next Christmas, which is before Doctor Strange, which mentions the first actual multiverse, right? So his picture does paint a different story for us. It has three Spider-Man in it and kind of the art style of the Spider-Verse, right? Um, but if you look at the back of their suits, these are literally the three movie spider man Right there, mm-hmm. like in their outfits, um, and I know the artwork is him the blue version in the sky, but it's kind of it looks like what, some quick fan art, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's fan art, great. If not, I mean, what is going on here? Now <laughs> I want to tell you, um, listeners, me and Mike have heard from people who are working on this movie some of these facts that are about to come in that may also be rumors. They may change. Productions change, right? Uh-huh. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield will cameo in this movie. And I believe this is confirming it more and more for us. The more that we've heard, the more like, eh, this is too good to be true. But if you're bringing in Jamie Foxx, you have to bring in Andrew Garfield, right? You can't just... He's not going to be a main <laughs> yeah. role, but it's, it, these are cameos. I think we will see them. Like, maybe, like, oh, in a different world, Andrew, uh, this Spider-Man fought Electro. Maybe, yeah. maybe <laughs> clips from old movies. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's things that I want to happen and things that that might actually happen. First of all, I really don't want Spider-Man jumping the gun on multiverses, yes. right? You know, I want Doctor Strange it, to set the tone because that's that's Papa Feige. Right. He's the one that's dictating what the multiverse is going to be. I don't want Sony doing well, that. But, but Marvel's writing, Marvel's in control of this movie. Don't worry about Sony messing this up. I think they 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 pulled uh, a Joker gun on us last year, right? They were like. Oh, this is um, a Mysterio. He's from a different multiverse world. They can't do that in two movies to us in a row, right? They were like, oh, they they yeah, they, I, they set the whole thing saying Mysterio was from a different world before they pulled back the the, the metaphorical and physical curtain and be like, now he's just a villain. Yeah, they're not going to fake <laughs> us out again. But also, like, talk about narrative whiplash for Peter Parker, right? He was duped into thinking there was a multiverse, but then, oh, no, it was a joke. Actually, it was just mm-hmm. all contrived from, like, science and drones. But then in his next movie, he's going to be well, hit up again with multiverses again? Yeah. Like, it just seems, like, very narratively confusing. But here's the beauty of this, Mike. Guess who I, I have heard is in this movie? Uh, what's the rumor? Doctor Strange and Wong both showing up in this movie, Mike. Oh, I mean, this is, I mean, this is just, <laughs> it's just very, it's very wild just because like, what is, like, what is happening? That's basically all I want to know. You know, back when we first talked about this off mic, like a few weeks ago, when we were hearing a lot of these rumors, I kind of figured the Spider-Man cameos would be like Stan Lee cameos, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of them would be a pizza boy. One of them would be like a, one of them would be like a, a like a parking lot attendant or something like that. And they would just be, you know, making references to the audience like, oh yeah, yeah, we get it. There's been other Spider-Man and here are the actors uh, that played them. But bringing them into the movie, like going like full, Spider-Verse like 
it just seems like I don't know. I, I want to. It seems like Sony's like putting the cart before the horse. Like you, like you really pulled it off in an animated universe. Like maybe just try to concentrate on a on a fun, straightforward narrative for Spider-Man before you throw him into a multiverse. I don't know, but I feel like I would be very at ease if I knew this was all at the doings of like Feige. They're really pulling out this multiverse. But, I don't. But know, it, but it is. I mean, it is. This is still under the the Marvel Cinematic Universe brand, and he has to sign off. And I think he's doing this. I think he's doing this again. I'm gonna just go ahead and skip down my notes here. Last year interview, Kevin Feige said Spider-Man is quote the only hero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes. So as Sony continues to develop their own Spideyverse outside of this, the Morbius and Venom, you never know what surprises the future might hold. Now I think this was a little tease that Feige is crossing universes over, and they have Sony whatever deal they've made with Sony is like. We, if we want to use your old characters, right, can we bring them in? Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange, right? Who directed, you know, three Spider-Man movies. I think there's a lot here. But let me let me drop this on you here. So I think this isn't a Spider-Verse movie. I think this is a Sinister Six movie. Mm-hmm. And I know some of the characters, I believe. Okay. I think we already have Vulture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Electro confirmed. We, we're going to get a Doc Ock again and a Sandman. I mean, there's possibly a Scorpion out there, too. Right. So, he, uh, so you know, he's been canonically in the universe. Yes. So that leaves two more slots. I have been told, rumored, there is no Mysterio in this movie. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal is not coming back. So that fifth slot is either going to be Craven, Scorpion, probably Scorpion, or maybe a Green Goblin who is notorious for being on Sinister Six. I don't think they've they've earned a Green Goblin yet. So mm-hmm. not that. I'm just I'm just trying to think of like what's the story here, mm-hmm. right? What's going on? Like we need to. Why are all these villains coming out of the woodwork? I mean, Spider Man has been out there in the world being a superhero, but has he made that many villains well, already? It, you know. It, well, here's the thing. We know two things right now. There were five years with no Spider Man. Okay, were any of these villains active during that five years he was gone mm-hmm. in New York? Also, Spider-Man has been outed at this point. His identity is public. Um, so what what does this mean? I think Spider-Man is the sixth Sinister Six member. And you may be oh, like, Chris, are you stupid? Well, there was that. Well, there well, there is a comic book storyline where he is part of the Sinister Six. He's like being like uh, he's being like blackmailed to do crimes. Exactly. <laughs> they know who he is. They know who he cares about, and they have threatened those people specifically to do his bidding. So we've only seen them like, oh, we will. Was it the first Spider-Man Green Goblin tries to kill Aunt May or something like that? And then mm-hmm. I think Venom maybe goes after her in the third one. I think, um, but like. You know, and then what was it in um, Amazing Spider-Man Two? Gwen Stacy uh, gets you know essentially killed by that. So what, what would Spider-Man do in this situation? Well, he would probably join so, them um, to yeah, do well, some bidding because they already think he, the people already think he's evil and doing bad. But then maybe he gets some help from other people. Um, it's just it's just really crazy because it seems like two movies are being pitched right now. I'm not yeah. saying it's to a fa- to a fault of your own, uh, but it's just like it seems like we're pitching a Sinister Six movie, but then also pitching like a, a multiverse well, extra Spider-Man movie. But if I try to do the logistics in my head, I guess if 
one Spider-Man is trying to fight five to six different villains, he might need other Spider-Men to back him up. So I guess maybe that's where the other Spider-Men could yeah. possibly it, come in. If, uh, but if that's, again, I've just been told they were cameos. I can't commit if they're going to be in a battle or not, though. That would be my yeah. only thing. But also at the same time is if you were doing suited up Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, they wouldn't really need to be there mm-hmm. because they would just need to really provide their voice talent. Even somebody else could possibly do the motion capture for them, uh, you know, if they were really busy people. Uh, but it, it's just kind of we- the my mentality is I find it kind of funny right now because uh, it's like I am very protective of Spider-Man as a character and and his narrative in the MCU because he's one of my favorite comic book characters and I want him to be done justice. So I'm always very I'm always very um, I'm always very nervous when I hear all of these yeah. big grandiose ideas, but at on the same edge, I'm just like, I don't give a crap what happens to Ezra Miller's flash. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens to that universe over there, he can meet 50 Batman for all I care. I think that would be awesome. Sure. Use it as an, uh, as an opportunity to, to launch Batman beyond. I'll be there day one. It sounds like a crazy roller coaster ride. I'm ready for it. Have the flash go all over the place. Yeah. He can meet, uh, he can meet tons of different friends. But when I'm here with Tom Holland as like Spider-Man, we don't even, we're not entirely sure what the title of the movie is yet we think it might be homesick i'm just like you're bringing back jamie fox now we're talking multiverses there's a sinister six this seems like this is like a meal this is like a six course meal well i think you know with the things of doc ock and sandman being in this movie what if doc ock is toby mcguire or andrew garfield's doc ock or that sandman from those movies like like uh, you know we're gonna get like oh guess alfred molina has been cast and thomas hayden church has been cast because all these be characters lot. have already been played before, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be, I mean, the the, the icing on the cake wouldn't be, also, I, I wouldn't know what to think. They're like, hey, we got Willem Dafoe back as Green Goblin. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. <laughs> The the the, cra- the the craziest thing is when you're bringing in all of these villains, they need to be either united under one banner, they need mm-hmm. to have a common cause, they, there just needs they, to be a reason for six they, villains to get together. They all hate Spider-Man. But well, if, if, and, that, if, if, and that's usually what it is in the comic books, but like that Spider-Man that's been around for decades and decades in comic books, like thousands of stories, is just like this is uh, Tom Holland, he just got back from his like high school trip in Venice. Like he be barely knows what he's doing. Right. And all of a sudden he's made all of these villains. So like if well, anybody can make it work, it is, uh, it is Feige well, and his master right. whiteboard that I believe exists. Right. And I think the thing is, if it is truly a multiverse, which it may not be, it may not be, he may just have shared fan art, right? Like there's no confirmation or denial of a multiverse mm-hmm. in this movie, uh, a spider verse, if you will. But if they pull all of these villains out, guess what? All of them were defeated by Spider-Man. Right, mm-hmm. so they're united under getting revenge on a Spider-Man. Maybe they're plucked out of their universes at certain times, so they're still alive, or you know, when they're they're most the strongest. I don't know, but they're all going. They're under the promise if someone is bringing them from other universes. Not saying they are, but they're like, hey, I'm going to bring you to this universe where you can get your revenge on Spider-Man and then go be whatever you want to be. So, because guess what, we don't have Iron Man or Captain America anymore. They're gone. They're off the plate too, so mm-hmm. it's I, there's a lot of question marks, <laughs> but I feel there. You know, again, most superheroes in the MCU get three solo movies. Mm-hmm. This is Spider-Man's third solo movie before he could possibly be out 
Um, yeah, I mean, he he could be moving on to greener pastures. Yeah, um, or or worse pastures such as Sony's. Um, but <laughs> but you know, again, outside of Thor getting a fourth movie, and he deserves four because that that second one doesn't do him any justice. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a wild thought. This could be his last ride. And do you think on their last ride they're going to hold back? You can't, <laughs> can't hold, hold anything back, back now. <laughs> so. That's that's wild. I mean, you guys send us your what you guys think, what you're you're feeling. But I mean, this is we're shook. We're shook. I put this bit of news in here this week, Mike. I heard because I thought you would find it interesting. Um, Iron Man two. You remember that movie? Yeah. Uh, Gindy Tar is it Tarkovsky? Tartovsky? G- yeah, Gindy Tartakovsky. Yes, I, I I gotta retype his name in here. He did storyboards and previs for the third act fight scene in the pavilion for that movie. Hey, I, I've always been a fan of Iron Man too. Uh, I prefer it to Iron Man three. There's some there's some fun stuff that happens in there. Yeah, that last fight scene in that uh, when you say pavilion, you're kind of talking about that Japanese garden area, right? Well, the whole thing, like the whole like Stark Pavilion, like with versus all of the um, Hammerbots. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, if anybody can pull it off, he, he could. I, I mean, Gendy's been doing like giant crowd scenes uh, for a long time. There's like this, there's this awesome like narrative uh, video essay of just somebody breaking down the fight scene of the 2D Clone Wars that he worked on, mm-hmm. where uh, where it's um, Mace Windu fighting just like a horde of yeah. robots of just breaking down the scene and shot choices of like showing the impact of him ripping the bolts out of these robots and slinging them and other these robots so i mean if anybody can can pull off action yeah. it's gendy yeah and he was like he was i mean he wasn't negative but he's like you know working in animation versus working in live action whole different thing because you know once you film it pre-visit give it to the directors they film it edit it the editors look at it it's a whole different thing several times before the final ones come out but like at the same time i mean you know that's i didn't know that he did that yeah i just was assumed it was regular movie yeah. people doing it so that's really that's really cool for him yeah I mean, this is just a good option to plug his uh, new show, Primal. Uh, the first season is already out there in the world, but he got a second season, yeah. and I believe the second season drops pretty soon. Yeah, they just did a so, pre- they did a preview of it. That's why we they talked about this at was yeah. So go check out Primal. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Again, known for his Samurai Jack and um, Dexter's Laboratory and the Powerpuff Girls. Like this guy is. If you watch Cartoon Network in the you know late '90s to mid 2000s, you mm-hmm. you know this guy's work yeah. without knowing it. Yeah, I don't believe the Powerpuff Girls is his show, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if he did a work on it. You know. Yeah, it says he's a producer. Um, oh yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, uh, he could have been a writer too on some of those things, but I mean yeah. But I. Yeah, I know it's not his show factually, but yeah, I the animation's a small industry and I wouldn't be surprised if he if he worked on it for a time. It says the Powerpuff TV series developed by him and writer of one episode, which is The Helter Shelter and Power Lunch 2001. He's the creator of the show. Great. Yeah, cuz I think they asked him what did he think of the new live action version they're working on and he was like, "What whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. That was 20 years ago for for Cartoon <laughs> Network." Um, I've moved on to other things. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Disney stuff, though, D23 has canceled itself next year and has moved itself to 2022 um, in September 9th through the 11th at the Anaheim Convention Center. So not far from you, Mike. You can go. It's it it's coming back. We want more D23. It's kind of like our uh, uh, Marvel-only Comic-Con, if you will, because I'm sure we'll get Marvel announcements there. Uh 
Star Wars announcements, I think, is something that we're definitely looking forward to. I mean, exactly. I mean, well, here, here, here's, here's the thing with that. You know, again, T twenty three, the centennial for Disney is twenty twenty three. That's where the twenty three comes from. Is nineteen twenty three. So they're in D twenty three. is historically every two years. So they're like gonna just miss it. Like, why did they not just push it back two years or say, hey, we'll have two in a row or something like that? I don't know. But Star Wars Celebration is also that same year 2020 or 2022 i guess uh um next year at the anaheim convention center from august 18th to 21st so if you're in the um i guess la area is it anaheim how close is that to you i guess yeah it's it's outskirts of la if you live in the la it's it's just a drive i mean it seems like the goalpost keeps getting pushed right uh we were kind of all hoping january things would get back to normal and now i'm starting to hear uh you know maybe not even summer next year so Honestly, there's a chance that the that the biggest comic book convention in the world, Comic Con San Diego, might not happen even again next year, or if it is, mm. at a much more pared down point to where you wouldn't really get any of the big names there anyway. So um, yeah, so it might be till 2022 till right. we get another big announcement day. Yeah, and um, I believe LA Comic Con is still going on this year. They said, is that right? I mean. I mean, they, they, I mean, they're even people are saying like Wonder Woman's still going to be a thing, but I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about some more movie theater stuff here in a minute, but I think everything's TBD for, for 2020. If people say it's going to happen or not, it's, it's just a matter of time (laughs) until it gets canceled. It was this week. LA says they're still doing it. LA Comic Con in December this year. They're still going to do it. I doubt it. We will see. We will see. I honestly, I honestly, I doubt it. Yeah. We'll see. Um, have fun with that. Um, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. We talked last week about how they said actors were coming back to do extra filming work. Mm-hmm. And Henry Cavill's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, so. Well, maybe he just wasn't invited to the party. Well, he was specifically <laughs> on the list. So how true is the Hollywood Reporter report? What Are they using new information? Are they using old information? I could not tell you. To Henry Cavill, known as Superman... Uh, will not be joining in those reshoots and in in this winter. So we'll see. Maybe what maybe that they, is. Maybe they ultimately decided the the scenes that they would need him for. They didn't need him for. I don't know. The day <laughs> the day after saying they needed him. Um, I think I think there's something here. So the people still under contract um, that we know of with Warner Brothers is Ben Affleck because he's going to be in the Flash, mm-hmm. and Gal Gadot because she's Wonder Woman. Um, so maybe they're filming stuff, and they just assumed Henry Cavill was showing up. They're like, yeah. oh, we they got could, these other ones, but yeah, the three they could have they could have just assumed. But also, it seems like there's a lot of special effects people that probably have Henry Cavill from head to toe uh, scanned somewhere. If, if they do, they didn't fucking <laughs> use him in Justice League. Do you see his upper lip? <laughs> oh. Well, they they didn't scan the face. They always assumed that they could get the face <laughs> in any day they need. They to. they they need to film in just. His, I don't care if it's just his head up. Like send a good picture of him, man. They need to fix that. I know they're not <laughs> going to use any of that footage, but man, that's. That's rough looking. So, Woo-wee. yeah. Anyway, lastly, Regal Cinemas uh, says they're closing down through at least 2021, or possibly. Th- this keeps going back and forth. Um, I believe there's a cinema. Ch- they're owned by another cinema chain. Is that right? Um, 
it's it's like a larger group that operates a lot of theaters uh, across the pond over in the in the in Europe, I believe. And I, yeah. I, I, I think the news report says that those are also shutting down as well. Yeah, the ones in the UK definitely. It's the ones over here that that, that affect a lot more people. They said. Um, I'm trying to figure. Out, I want to say it's not Cinemark. It's something like Cine something though. And I'm trying. No, to, I don't think it's Cinema. Yeah, I don't think it's Cinemark it's Cinemark because that's yeah. kind of. That's our theater that we go to, but this is kind of also lumped in with some news where a lot of um, a lot of industry people are pleading to uh, maybe Washington to possibly give them some relief and debt, because I think it was AMC that kind of uh, announced what like six months ago that like oh don't worry we restructured our debt and we should be good and clear for the next six months and hopefully things will turn around and well that obviously has not happened so it looks like these large theater chains are possibly looking for a bailout from from Washington Mm -hmm. and you know I'm sure there'll be a lot of critics on both sides of whether they deserve the money or not but at the same time it's just like uh, like usually Hollywood is pretty influential throughout the world it's almost kind of like a commodity that you can't really uh, attach a physical value to right Mm. but I mean like if you're if you're if you're worried about being a country that is on the world stage that kind of has values that might get exported all around the globe usually you do that with like entertainment uh, in films and TV so it might be worthwhile to hopefully prop up the entertainment entertainment industry for maybe another six months to possibly a year just to make sure that when the pandemic's all over people can go back to the movies because i I mean i don't want to get super political here but i would think uh i would think a movie that's made and written and created in the united states might stand for better values than possibly a chinese film Mm -hmm. that kind of is a from a communistic country so uh, all i'm saying is you know don't just write off a Hollywood uh, and uh, TVs just because it's, you know, it's some sort of like coastal elite garbage or anything like that. But I mean, I don't know about you, Chris, but I really like movies. And as much as we complain about going to movie theaters and annoying people and loud snacks or smelly snacks, I still want to go back at some point in time. Right. No, I I think, I think the experience is there and, you know, again, people like studios bank on making a bunch of their money in the theaters which obviously they're not good it's not going to happen for a while no matter what they do i mean they're showing tenant um and uh, new mutants over and over again they're not even putting them on purchasing services yet um and none of them are making none of, nothing's turning a profit they they re- delayed james bond again no time to die now has plenty of time to die um, and then that, that's fine. That's their choice. That's still April of next year. Again, all the Marvel movies moved. I don't think we're going to see anything for the next three months. You know, and, and we we've yeah. talked about that before. But I like, mean, what do you what do you do? Like, I mean, someone's either got to put these out so they start making money, or the the theaters need to be there when they do come back, or no one's making money. One of the two. Yeah. It makes you wonder, you know, is um, is Wonder Woman actually gonna premiere this year? I mean, they've they've seen to really dug their feet into it, but I feel like if James Bond is moving and Dune, I don't think has an official it release does. date yet. It's still December. Well, I yeah, I I know it does, but if you go back and watch the trailer that came out like two weeks ago, they explic- explicitly did not put a date within that video mm-hmm. file. You know, it's not anywhere on the screen. Obviously, they can go back and they can edit the YouTube the YouTube description if they need to. So it's just like nobody's really committing. And I, I no one would be surprised if, uh, if Wonder Woman moved out of 2020. So uh, we just kind of sit here and wait. Yeah, I, so... 
Yeah, I, and I don't know. And if any, I think, industry does need a bail, it's not just Hollywood, California people, Atlanta people working in it. I mean, Texas, Chicago, New York, like there are, they, they film everywhere, right? Like, there are places yeah. that, that need this and, and people who need, you know, who, who can yeah. use that. And, and it would I mean, be Lon- I mean, better later. I mean, Lon- yeah, I mean, London does a lot of post-production. Oh. Uh, there's tons of pr- production that happens up in Canada. I mean, it just permeates through a lot of stuff. And, you know, we can all admit we, we love entertainment. Everybody owns a TV, whether they say they do or not. We all watch TV. We all watch movies. It's like a part of our culture. It's a part of, like, uh, modern humanity. So I don't want to see I don't want to see the concept of movies or movie theaters mm-hmm. die. Uh, may, maybe they'll slightly change when they come back to try to remain more profitable. But uh, man, just hold, just hold in there, people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but this is this is almost like the total antithesis to what I said at the top of the show, where you shouldn't feel bad for giant mega corporations. <laughs> right. So uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sad if AMC stopped being a business, but hopefully another business will crop up in those theaters, and I can still keep going to the movies. Right. Or at least they figure out how to make this online stuff work for everybody sooner than later in the interim. Yeah. Because just let me rent Tenant and New Mutants in my own home. I'm not going to be able to go mm-hmm. anywhere and watch it. I mean, we're just we're just waiting to do a spoiler cast for new mutants but yeah. we can't watch it no one else can really watch it so what's the point yeah i know i'm gonna i, I would pay 30 dollars to watch it I'm, I'm not gonna lie i pay 30 dollars for my house to watch that movie so yeah the, uh, the wallet's open yeah. just let me give you my money yeah, please please let us um before i forget actually i've been reading the book dune at night before bed hey have you ever read dune you Pre- preparing no i have not oh my gosh this is like Imagine Game of Thrones meets Lord of the Rings in space. <laughs> you want that spice? All I know is that there's spice involved. Yeah, spice. And he who controls the spice controls the universe. I didn't even got to the spice part yet. I'll tell you that right now. I'm like 200 pages in this 900-page book. And I, there's no sp- They mentioned the spice, but there's nothing to do with the spice. I don't know if it's pumpkin spice. Is it oregano? Cinnamon? Hell, I couldn't tell oh, you. Chris... I mean, like you said, Chris, it's October now. Pumpkin spice is everywhere. That I is, wouldn't be surprised if it made it in your book. That is a 10-4. Good buddy. I can only make that joke today, so I'm, I'm trying to milk it as far as much as I can. Oh, okay. So, all right. Well, that's our news for this week, Mike. We have made it. We have gotten through. Um, the 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 rumor bin has been dumped over. I've got to go pick it up, put it back together, um, clean up the smell. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of smartphone charging cables in there. Yeah, that's mainly what Lost and Found they're is all, nowadays. They're all frayed too. Nobody nobody wants them. They're the bad ones. So, um, people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where they can find you at. Oh, that's super easy. Just follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. And hit me up there. We're headed over to Comic UI. People want to know more about our show. I'll listen to the past almost full six, five years, however long it is, of episodes. Where can they find all that fun stuff at? <laughs> Yeah, we've lost track, so if you don't want to lose track, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So you want to look at all these bullets, points, all of these rumors that we milled over, uh, just head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Mm -hmm. Please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love it when you guys reach out. And uh, you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. If you want to be a super fan of this show... It is, oh, so easy to do. All you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. More importantly, wear a mask. That's more important than it's ever been. And we will be here every week talking about the nitty-gritty. 
Yes, and more probably than just nitty gritty. <laughs> I mean, if you if it can be nitty, it could be gritty, it could be both, and it could be neither. So we'll see you guys next week. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Damn mad cats. <laughs> With the rubber grips broken off, so you only got hard plastic on the end of them. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. <laughs>